Welcome to Victory Christian Center. You're about to hear from our senior pastor, Pastor Stefan Schlugel, as he brings a message on a Sunday service. This morning, uh, I want to continue on where we've been for the last two Sundays, uh, a series of messages entitled Faith, the Key to Victorious Living. Faith, the Key to Victorious Living. Um, and I want to do a quick recap and then uh, start to move on from there. But uh, we said that it's very important and necessary for us to build strong faith into our lives in these last days, in these challenging days, because the days are challenging, all right? And in the end, it's only by faith that we overcome. I read here from 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, For everyone, everyone born of God overcomes the world, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Uh, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So that scripture here tells us that our victory, uh, rather, our faith is our victory, and it tells us that only believers in Jesus overcome the world and live victorious over it. A lot of things going on in the world today. Uh, the world, the world systems are collapsing around us. It's just incredible. But we are, uh, even though we're in the world, we're not of it. And God wants to lift us above all of that in every respect. And of course, that happens by faith. We said that our faith is is the substance or the quality that helps us to stand strong and secure in Jesus Christ. Um, we said that faith is like the master key that unlocks all of God's promises, uh, and we liken faith as to currency. And we said that faith is heaven's currency. Um, and of course, God doesn't sell anything to us and we can't buy anything from Him. But by faith, we can have everything that God has provided for us and everything that He has promised to us. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you what it means to walk by faith. What does it mean to walk by faith? We've already touched on some of that. There will be some repeats here. And let me just say this, that sometimes uh, people uh, listen to a couple of faith, faith messages and they say, oh, I got it. I now absolutely got it. And I say, no, you haven't yet. Uh, you're just getting started. All right. Uh, you don't get this overnight. Uh, you don't get this by listening. To, you know, in the old days when we used to talk about listening to messages by Kenneth Hagin teaching on faith, and he taught on faith for practically his whole life, and people listen to three quarters of his message, and they say, I've now got it. Uh, so, no, you, you haven't. It, it takes a while because there's a complete shift that needs to take place uh, when we learn to walk by faith. Uh, because, you see, you and I, when we grew up in, 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 in the world, we... we we, we, we had to learn to live by sight, um, but then there is a switch that needs to take place, uh, and that switch is from walking by sight to starting to walk or to live by faith. So I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 6 and 7, uh, Paul the Apostle speaking. He says, uh, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So, Apostle Paul is speaking there about uh, that while we as believers are on the earth in our physical body, 
we are physically absent from the Lord because God is in heaven. One day we will go there, but right now, while we're in the body, He says we're absent from the Lord. But He says when we are leaving our body at, at the point of, uh, of death or at the point of the rapture, then we join the Lord and we are present with the Lord. Um, and then uh, a bit earlier on, He talked about the physical body, that is, it is like a temporary tent. Um, that we live in right now, but one day it will become unsuitable for us to live in, uh, and God has prepared a body for us in heaven, what we call the resurrection body, a new body. Won't that be wonderful? If you're having any trouble with your body right now, you can be healed, all right? But there is a new body waiting for us in heaven. Uh, And uh, so Paul then says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. What does it mean to walk by sight? It means that walking by everything that we can see with our physical eyes, that we can touch with our hands, that we can, with all the the five physical senses, people say that I only believe what I can see. Um, In fact, you know, we know the saying that people say, seeing is believing. Um, And yet the Bible says you need to believe if you want to see. All right. Uh, seeing is believing uh, is a saying that they use in the world to say, I need to see it before I believe it. It's like what we call the Thomas faith. Doubting Thomas, uh, when his mate said to him, guess what, uh, Thomas, Jesus appeared to us. Uh, who was just crucified a few days earlier uh, and died on the cross, and his body was laid in the tomb. They said, Jesus appeared to us, and and Thomas says, "Uh uh-uh, I don't believe it. He says, unless I'm able to put my finger in the prints of his hands where they put the nails through, whether that was here or there, unless I'm able to feel or put my hand into the side where they shaft the spear in to kind of, as it were, to make sure that he was finished off. Unless I'm able to see it and feel it, I will not believe. And so we call it the doubting Thomas, uh, doubting faith rather than believing faith. Uh, and of course, Jesus, uh, not long after that appeared, and he walked right over to Thomas. He says, Thomas, come here. He says, if you need to feel, just put your finger here then, and put your hand there. He says, but, but he says, do not be unbelieving. He says, believe. He says, blessed are those who believe even though they have not seen. All right. Uh, and uh, you and I, as... Uh, as God's people, we, the moment we become born again, there is a shift that takes place. We, we stop living by sight, but we start living by faith. And this is true not only concerning the new body that awaits us in heaven or heaven itself, but it is also true concerning all of God's promises God wants us to read the promises in His Word and believe it before we see it. Believe it even if we don't understand it. Still believe it and start to walk by faith in that respect. You see, we haven't seen heaven yet with our physical eyes, but we believe in its existence. We do not yet see our new physical or our resurrected body with our physical eyes, but we know that we will have it at the resurrection. All right, why? Because the written Word of God tells us about these things. It comes back to the Word of God. It tells us about the the written Word of God speaks about these things. And whatever the written Word of God says is true, 
and uh, all the other things are just, you know, natural facts uh, that shift and change, and a lot of things that we hear in the world are not true at all. Uh, there's a lot of lies. There's a lot of deception out. There's just an unbelievable, an unbelievable. We, we live in an age of deception. That friend, it's time to disconnect from the from the news outlets where we previously got our news from, time to disconnect from all of that and find yourself new sources uh, uh, to kind of tap into what's really, really going on. It is amazing. All right. So the written word of God tells us about things. So that means, and that's in your outline, that the word of God becomes our new guide and parameter for living instead of the things that we can see, feel, or touch. All right, so walking by faith means walking by the Word of God. That's one of the meanings. Walking, what does it mean to walk by faith? It means we start walking by the Word of God. As, uh, as uh, Ken, Kenneth Copeland used to teach us, he says, make the Word of God the final authority in your life. If the Word says it, it's true, whether you understand it or not. If the Word says it, it's true. All right, um, I, uh, and of course, uh, walking by faith also requires us to be led by the Holy Spirit, um, and uh, that'll be, you know, time for another time to speak around all of that. But for now, uh, let's just focus on uh, what it means to walk by faith. You know, sometimes in describing uh, some of these uh, principles, if we use natural examples, and one of those for me would be uh, the technology, what we call GPS, global positioning uh, uh, systems, you know, and we have little devices, whether that's on our phones or whether we've got a dedicated uh, GPS um, device in our car. When we drive with GPS guidance, instead of driving with visual road recognition, it changes the whole system on how, how, you, how, do you, how you operate. You know, for, for years now, I've sort of just loved the technology. I've had uh, several devices over the years from the early ones. Uh, um, and, of course, they got better over time. And people say, oh, haven't you read the horror stories about GPS? And so I read a couple of them, you know. As I say, sometimes just because a couple of things got wrong for some people, the technology is fantastic. All right? And I just love it. We just laugh about it because each time when we go somewhere, uh, I, I, I don't use taxis. I, do, I just, uh, you know, I just drive myself, and the only way that I can do that is by bringing GPS. You know, we tried that doing with maps, and it doesn't work. Very stressful, uh, very stressful. And uh, then it suddenly takes two people, and when there's two people, and you don't entirely agree, and it brings, uh, it brings friction, and as I say, GPS is much better. Um, though the voice is turned off, uh, we turn the voice off because I've figured out on how to just visually uh, be led by GPS. And anyway, so what I'm saying is... Uh, uh, we, we travel around, um, and I just look at my little screen uh, on my dashboard. And the more I focus on that and learn to rely on that, the more disconnected I, I become from the, the visual reality of what's going on around me in terms of should I be here, should I be there, should, should I be there. says, so no, this thing, provided I put the correct address in, it will take me where I need to go. All right. So in a sense, walking by faith means trusting in GPS rather than looking around and say, oh, we could be in the wrong street or we might be on the wrong hill here or something. As I say, sometimes I'm in places where I just haven't got a clue where I am. I know, I, I know the city that I'm in and I know the country that I'm in, but I have great faith in that little device 
that it'll take me to the right place. And, uh, and what's amazing, as I say, I've said this before, but when I try from this side of the valley across to the other side, I put my little unit on because uh, I want to learn how the thing functions. And then it gives me my arrival time, and I'm sort of I'm a stickler for time. I don't like being late. And if I text you and say, uh, if I'm meeting with you and I say I'm two minutes away, guess what? It's exactly two minutes. All right, exactly two minutes. It'll not be 15. Uh, it'll be two minutes because my little device tells me, you see. Uh, and, and so there's some benefits in this whole thing. But the point that I'm trying to make is uh, when we walk by faith, we get disconnected from the reality on the ground in regards to the scare tactics of what they try over here, the lies that they're trying to tell us over there, and what's going on over here, and say we start to live by the Word. If the Word says do this, then we do this. The Word says do that, we do that, because the Word in the end will get us there, my friend. We cannot outsmart the Word. We cannot uh, circumvent the Word and think we're going to do better. As I say, sometimes, you know, my GPS leads me in this direction if I think I should be going in that direction, but I've got enough trust and, and enough faith in this little unit and in the technology that's hooked up via satellite. It's got real traffic information going on that I haven't got a clue about. Because if there's a traffic jam two, three miles away that I don't know about, I cannot see it. But my little unit knows about it. So when I go this way rather than that, I have to trust in the faith that that will eventually lead me around all of that. And so, my friend, I would encourage you to put your trust in the written Word of God and live by it more than by the circumstances that are going on on the ground. All right? By the things that we're sort of everything, the information that's being pushed at us. Faith is the substance of the things that God has promised us the things that we do not yet see. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So since walking by faith means walking by the Word of God, that's one of the meanings. What does it mean to walk by faith? It means we walk by the Word of God. And since that's so, we can confidently say that the Word of God is the substance of the things that we hope for. And the Word of God is the evidence and the proof of the things not yet seen. You know, in the property world, they talk about a title deed. If somebody were to walk up to you and say, look, I own a property in the South Island. I would like to give it to you. I don't need it anymore, and uh, I'd like to give it to you. And say they put the title deed of their property into your hands and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, ascribe it into your name, then you own their property, though you've never seen it. You don't even know exactly where it is, what city, what town, what street that it's in, but you know it's yours because the title deed tells you that it's yours. It's got your name on the title deed, you see. And so it is when we go to the Word of God. The Word of God is the title deed for everything that God has promised us. And that's why when people say, oh, you know, I know that that's what God promises, but that's no longer for today. That was for, you know, for years ago. And, uh, and oh, that's not for you because you, you're a man and this is a promise for, for women. Or, oh, no, no, that's, that's for only for super saint. And you're not a super saint. I completely disregard all of that. 
The Bible says that all the promises of God are yes, and all the promises of God are amen. All right? And uh, that puts faith into my heart that what I'm seeing written in the Word is the title deed, that I can have this. All right? Because God says. All right? So the Word of God is the evidence and the proof of the things that we do not yet see. Hebrews 11, verse 1, same verse, uh, different translation. Amplified translation says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation or the title deed of the things that we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I think that's powerful. Things are not revealed to the senses, but we see it in the Word. And the Word is the title deed. And uh, the Word or the faith becomes the conviction of their reality. How do you know it's true? Because we know that the Word is true. If the Word is true and it is, then we know what the Word says is true. And if the Word says it's mine, then that's true. All right? So we become, when we start to walk by faith, we become stickless for the Word. Um, we become people of the Word. The Word is not just something that, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but this and I do that. And we say, no, we will do what the Word says because the Word will get us there. If we do what the Word says, the Word will get us to heaven. The Word will make sure that we get the new body that the Bible speaks about. And if we do what the Word says, then the Word will make sure that our provision is secured in this life, no matter what the prices are doing in this crazy, crazy world today. Because the Word's true. Honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruits of all your increase, Proverbs tells us. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. I mean, this is Old Testament language, and it's farming language. And even if you don't have a farm, you mightn't have a barn, but you've got a bank account. All right. Uh, you mightn't have a, a vat, but you've got a pantry. Uh, and as we honor the Lord with our, with our tithe and with our offering, then, then, then that becomes, uh, it is true, but because we act upon it, and I'm getting ahead of myself already, because we act upon it, our faith is working, and it lifts us above the level of the world. There are tough times coming, uh, and we're already in tough times now. Um, it's amazing. Uh, the things that are going on in different countries in the world, and I like to keep a bit of a global overview of what's happening, even though I'm not a globalist, I'm a nationalist uh, myself. That's my attitude. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a globalist. Uh, I'm a nationalist. I believe in the nation and in the sovereignty of the nation that I am in. I'm completely against the global agenda, completely against it. And these global outfits uh, called United Nations, World Health Organizations, International Monetary Funds, all of these organization that want to bear down on our nation and dictate to us what we can and what we can't do. I think we should completely disconnect from all of that. Anyway, that's my thought and my attitude. Uh, these outfits that are making out that they're so good and they're just filled with evil people, with evil agendas. Um, so, uh, <laughs> verse 3, uh, Hebrews eleven three, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Let me just stop there. By faith we understand. 
that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. It doesn't say by our intellect we understand. It says by our faith we understand. All right. So faith is not of the head. It's not of the intellect. Faith is of the heart. But the heart man believes, Romans 10, uh, verse 8 and 9, but the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So here it tells us that by faith we understand. Now, if I don't under, physically or, or intellectually understand how God framed the world with his word, it doesn't matter. All right? But by faith we understand that that's so. How do we know it's so? Because the word tells us. So I just accept that as true. And if I accept it as true, God will give me understanding as time goes on. But if I make my understanding, my, my head, my mind, the starting point, which demands that there be physical evidence, it wants to see, it wants to feel, it wants to touch, it wants to taste, it wants to smell before it accepts it as reality. But by faith, by faith, we believe and we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things that are seen were not made of things which are visible. <laughs> what does that mean? The things that are seen are not made of things that are visible. Well, uh, let's just take the earth for example. You see, God did not make the earth that's seen from other earth that is also visible. God made it from the Word of God. All right, God made it by speaking. He made the visible earth from the invisible Word of God. The Word of God that is not visible, and it wasn't known and heard until God spoke it out of His mouth and released creative power that brought about the whole universe. The worlds, the universe was framed by the Word of God. God spoke and it was. God says, let there be light and light was. And God said, let there be this and it was and let there be that and it was. The whole account of creation uh, in the book of Genesis chapters 1, 2 and, and to some extent in chapter 3. Uh, See, that's one of the reasons why the devil made such an attack against uh, the book of the beginning. Because if he can undermine uh, the understanding on, on all of that, he can't undermine people's faith just completely. Because uh, it's, it's things where, that's where things started out. Um, and uh, so, whatever God commands by his word, it comes to pass. Whatever God has spoken, and it's in the word, it'll happen. All right? Um, that's why Jesus says the word of God cannot be broken. It cannot be annulled. It cannot be broken. It, it will happen. You see, whatever you and I command by speaking God's word in faith, it has to come to pass. And this is what I'm trying to encourage you. We know that God spoke and he created the world, but you and I also speak words and we start to create our own world. Uh, in our own world, is largely shaped by the words that we have spoken typically over decades. All right? Uh, and if your world's not so good right now, just check up on what, what you've been saying and the decisions that you've been making. All right? Um, just thinking the other day, we had uh, the ICFM conference uh, just recently that we hosted here in this house. 
uh, and some of you were there in the evening meeting uh, where uh, the speaker called for everybody that's standing in faith for, you know, family members to get saved, particularly children uh, that uh, are not walking with the Lord right now to come down the front. And what amazed me, what most people came down the front. So it tells me two things. Most everybody has got somebody in the family that's not walking right with the Lord. And many, many Christians have got kids that are wayward, that are off somewhere, off track, and away from the Lord and everything. And it's just, just stating that reality. But the, 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 the sense that I had while sitting there, as husband and I are sitting there, we didn't get up uh, at that moment because our four kids and spouses are in the house right now, including all our grandbabies, which is absolutely wonderful and thrilling. Now, let me just say this. This does not make me or us any more clever than anybody else. This is not about being clever. But I'd like to encourage you, for those of you that are praying for unsaved family members, including children, do not give up. And do not be swayed by what you see. Stick to the Word. Keep on declaring the Word of God. People say, well, how did that come about? That, uh, you know, that all, the, all, your, all your children, uh, is, is, is how did, well, it came about by faith. We wasn't going to be swayed by what we've seen, even though we saw what we saw, and some things we were glad we didn't see. As they were, some of them were away from the Lord. And it, but we said, no, it's for us in our house. We will serve the Lord. As Joshua of old said to the whole nation of Israel, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And it's, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, then don't serve him. But he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that to us became a point of encouragement. It became for us a confession where we declared and we confessed completely dis disconnected from what was going on on the ground in regards to the physical reality of what we see, saw on the ground, we says, no, it's for us and for our house, we serve the Lord. And we doggedly stuck to that confession, and we wasn't going to give up, and we wasn't going to get swayed. And some of these things sometimes take longer than what we would like them to take. But in the end, in the end, you see, we pray for people that are away. If we can pray the devil off of their minds to keep lies away from their minds... And, and, and open up a crack for the Holy Spirit to get into, into their hearts to take away selfish ambition and, and, and the, 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 the whole thing of wanting to rule their own life rather than be ruled by Christ and by the Word of God. If we keep that up, if we keep that up, in the end, in the end, you will see the results. So I just want to encourage you with that. It is not about, about us sort of trying to make out that we're any more clever than anybody else. But uh, as I say, I'm just thrilled to say that uh, uh, where it is today, uh, this, uh, this family, this family uh, is in a better place and a better space than where we were at five, ten years ago. And a whole lot of stuff, uh, uh, you know, as I said, sometimes people with small children, you think you, you got it tough? Well, just fortify yourself. You know, teenage years are coming. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, as I said, that's when, you know, the potential upheaval is there. So do all you can to put the word into their hearts now. All right, and to, to pray for them and pray over them and put some strong parameters into your families and so forth. And, you know, as I say, Joshua, 
was the leader, not only the leader of, of the nation of Israel at the time, but he was the leader in his own family. And he made a strong statement. He says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, when the leader in the house makes a statement, he says, I'm going to serve the Lord. And if he does it with integrity and, with, and doing it by the word rather than trying to rule by, you know, by anger or what have you, then chances are that the family will eventually come in. For, for me and my house, he said. So, men, that was a subtle encouragement to, to you, men. Walk straight before the Lord and don't fluff around. Your family relies on you to be a man of God, to be a man of faith, and to be a man of integrity, and to be a man of the Word. When Paul and Silas were in prison there in, where was that? <laughs> Somewhere. Book of Acts chapter 16. They were in prison, uh, and they sang songs to the Lord. And the Bible says that while their feet were in stocks and their backs were bleeding from the stripes that they'd laid to them, they're in there praising God. And suddenly the Bible says there was an earthquake. And it shook the whole place where they were locked up. And the locks fell off of the prison doors and all the prisoners came out. And it was just amazing. And the jailer came out and says, oh, no, my prisoners are running away. And he drew his sword. He was getting ready to commit suicide on the spot because for him it would have meant you know, head off anyway. I mean, that's how they operated in those days. And Paul and Silas called out, do yourself no harm. We're all here. We're all here. And the man shaking, he fell to his knees and he says, oh, man, he says, what must I do to be saved? It's like suddenly he's ready for salvation, this man. And they said to him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your whole household. And there's not an automatic salvation for our household, for, for spouses and children. But when we walk before the Lord and we apply faith into this whole mix and we stand in the face of contrary visual things that are going on before us, we stick with what the Word says and we walk by faith. In the end, we can see a shift uh, and a turnaround in that situation. Are you encouraged this morning? We're faith people. We're people of faith. We're people of the Word. And we're also people of the Spirit. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, sort of describes this whole thing uh, in just, just slightly another way, but it fits into that whole mix when we're talking about walking by faith. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see, hearing the Word of God produces faith in our hearts. And faith in our heart produces the things that God has promised us. Faith in our heart and the Word becomes the substance of the things that we hope for the things that God has promised us. And if we truly walk by faith, and uh, to reach back into last week's message where we talked about the four pillars of faith, we don't just write on the one, but we got all four of them going. It means that our faith is working and it will produce things in our lives. That in the natural, it doesn't look like it right now, but so long as we stick with what the Word says, in the end, the Word will do exactly what the Word promised it would do. And I'm not trying to disconnect God from the Word or the Word from God. 
But you know, is it in uh, Acts chapter 10? And we haven't got time to go over there, but it says that uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 32, he says, Paul says, I commend you to God and to his word, which is able to give you your inheritance. You see, God's Word has got inherent ability within itself. God's Word has got creative power packed into itself that once God spoke it, it is released. And whatever God spoke concerning what He intended, that will come to pass. But you and I, we can take the promises and by faith speak the same Word and creative power is released into our lives and into our world. So, so, so don't say what is. Declare what you believe. Don't look at a mess and say, this is a mess. Speak God's answer over that situation. When God created the world, the Bible says that there was darkness over the, over the whole place, and there was chaos there, and God didn't look at it and say, oh gosh, what a chaos. God spoke the answer, the desired end result, and He says, let there be light. And creative power was released, and light was formed and, and then he, God spoke order into chaos. And we speak order into the chaos that we see around us. And we got the authority to do so. We got the power. We have the word of God. We have the faith of God. And as we shared er, earlier on, you know, if you look in the natural with what's going on around us, it can be a little discouraging. But well, let me tell you, there's moves afoot. There's some very powerful people whom God has got released into different spheres of influence and people with amazing expertise. There's a lot going on in the background. It doesn't meet the eye like you don't see it just yet. But God wants you and I to know that he, He's got this. He's working on things. He just needs us to believe and He needs us to, to stay on the right path and to stay with the Word and to not be deceived like the rest of the world is deceived that does nothing but listen to mainstream media and to all that nonsense that we are being dished up. That's why a lot of things that are there saying, I'm not hearing any of it because I do not listen to a single TV news, not a single bit of radio news. I do not read a newspaper, though that silly thing arrives in our letterbox. Local rag that just already slagging off against people. <laughs> For this I read a portion where it said, uh, oh, they're now sort of already accusing these people of uh, being into conspiracies. Uh, and I said, I already like them because um, that's where I live now. <laughs> I already like them. I, don't, I haven't met some of these people, though I recognize some of their faces because we've been to some of the same places and spaces. These are freedom fighters, you see. And I'm one of those too. All right. We're fighting for freedom. Praise God. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and people say, freedom from what? Well, if you ask that question, you haven't quite woken up yet. <laughs> But I'm for you. I need you to know I really am for you. Praise God. So hearing the word produces faith in our heart. And faith in our heart, if fleshed out, if it's, you know, if we walk by faith, it produces the things that God has promised. So again, the word of God produces and gives substance to the things that God has promised us the things that we do not yet see. They're still invisible, but because we believe them, we declare them, we will see them.
Romans 10, 8 and 9 and 10 says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And on the same vein, with the heart one believes unto healing, and with the mouth confession is made for health. With the heart one believes for supernatural provision in our lives, and with the mouth we confess that God supplies our every need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What we see right here concerning salvation is true in every area of our lives. Uh, salvation is actually a whole package. It's a package deal, if we can use that expression. Salvation doesn't just mean going to heaven, even though it includes that. Salvation is a whole lot more. And uh, salvation, we haven't got time to get into that, but when we first learned this, that the word saved, uh, uh, salvation comes from the Greek word zozo. And the word zozo means life in its fullness and life completely in its abundance. And life means that eventually when we receive Jesus, we receive the life, we receive salvation, we've got access to healing, we've got access to provision, we've got access to the miraculous power of God, we've got the power and the faith to change things around us. It's a whole package deal. How did you get saved? If you are saved, and I'm not trying to sort out about your salvation, I'm just saying that we're assuming that everybody's saved, that sits in an auditorium or that watches online, but some people on a journey towards salvation haven't quite got there. We encourage you uh, uh, with that. How did you get saved? Well, you got saved by saying exactly what the Word of God says. That's how you got saved. See, the Word of God says that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and made Him Lord of all. And you believed that in your heart. And then you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord with your own mouth, and you got saved. That's the mechanics of faith right there. You heard the word. You believed it in your heart. You confessed it with your mouth. And suddenly, salvation is yours. You got saved in that very instant, in that very moment. See, the lead-up to salvation is a journey that takes however long. For some people, it's quick. For other people, it's longer. But the actual born-again experience is in a moment. It's in a prayer. And the Word tells us that at that moment, we are delivered from the power of darkness. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, we are delivered from the power of darkness, and we are translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. We are now in a different kingdom. All right. So then, walking by faith includes hearing what the Word says, believing in your heart what the Word says, and confessing with your mouth 
what the word says. And most people, Christians, haven't got so much a deficiency in believing in their heart, but many Christians got a deficiency by not speaking with their mouth, speaking what the Word says, having declarations. Um, you know, over the years, my prayer life has changed. Uh, I don't do so much asking these days. Because, you know, when you get the revelation that things are already provided for us, that you don't have to beg God for this or ask God for that. You just pray and you declare. And using your own faith, it, it revolutionizes your, your prayer life. I remember when Pastor Vanessa and I were in a, a church there in, in the in city of Wellington, and we were serving in the children's church department. And uh, the church was a church plant, so they were just had started out, and it's six months early. Everything is early days. There's not that much there in terms of, you know, building or equipment and infrastructure and so forth. And uh, I remember we felt that we needed something in in our children's church uh, uh, to, you know, to be able to, you know, to be able to do our job better. And so we went to the pastor there and, and, and said, oh, pastor, is it possible to, to have this or to have that so that we can do our job better? He says, why don't you use your faith? Why don't, do you remember that? Why don't you use your faith? That was the first time that I'd ever heard that statement. Use my faith? What does that mean? Does everyone where I come from, that hadn't been taught. But he was a faith man. He says, why don't you use your faith? But what does that mean? But doing exactly what we're describing here this morning and what we talked about for the last, you use your faith. Use your faith to believe and to receive and use your faith to, to reach out to, you know, to God for provision of what we cannot in the natural buy right now. You can use your faith for stuff to come in. And as I said, that's all, that, was like a, that was a new ball game for us. <laughs> yeah, praise God. Use your faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. Very quickly, point number three, and then we'll summarize. Uh, our corresponding action makes our faith complete. We've already discussed that in various ways, and we're just representing truth with slightly different terminology, maybe different scriptures, repeating some of the points that we've already made. Uh, I do want to give you as much a holistic view of faith, and then uh, in time to come, we will drill down into the more specific parts. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 14, uh, through to ver uh, verse 17, what good, is it, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions. If you say you have faith, you're confessing your faith, but if you don't have any actions, it says, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day and stay warm and, and eat well, but then you, you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless faith. Yeah. Unless it produces actions, it is dead faith. You see, James tells us that for all the hearing of the Word of God, for all the believing in our heart, for all the confessing 
with our mouth, we need to do what the word says in order to get the whole package released. You know, so for me, there's not an option to say, I'm a believer in Jesus. And I confess Jesus with my mouth as Lord. And I'm walking by faith, but going to church is not for me. I need to let everybody else do that. It's not for me. I mean, it's like, it's like the word says, do not forsake the assembling together of yourselves, as is the manner of some. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. <laughs> there in that vicinity there. So, so suddenly, I need to do what the word says. Otherwise, I'm deluding myself. And there are a lot of deluded Christians around, let me, let me tell you. You know, good people, they, they mean well, they're not evil, they're not nasty, but they, it's a partial thing. You know, with Christianity, I only want to do a partial Christianity. I don't want to do the full one. Well, do, you, do, do all of you want to go to heaven, or do you want to have a partial heaven? What, what, kind of a, what kind of a salvation experience do you want? I only want a partial Jesus. Uh, no, 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 no. Jesus is either Lord of all or is not Lord at all. <laughs> Is everybody all right with that? <laughs> okay. So James 2 verse 21 goes on to say, Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? So you see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. His actions made his faith complete. So once we hear the word believe it in our heart, confess it with our mouth. We have faith, but it is our actions that completes our faith and makes it operational. So then faith, let me start again. Walking by faith means hearing what the Word says, believing in our heart what the Word says, confessing with our mouth what the Word says, and doing what the Word says. All right, and final scripture, James 1.22, don't just listen to God's Word, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you carefully look into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. God will bless you for doing it. The blessing comes in the doing of Thanks for watching Victory Christian Center. For more content, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or you can subscribe to our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes or Google Podcasts. Check out our website at victory.net.nz. We'll see you again soon.